Spurs were a bit out of it, just seeing how well Arsenal have done this season. Everything that's happened on pitch, off pitch. Friday, though, provided a nice bit of relief, eased all of their worries. They find something to laugh at. Arsenal's little title charge, delayed, over, who knows. But we know they have delayed St. Totheringham's Day. And surely, surely, there's no way they could be even more embarrassing. What's that? I've got an emergency alert. I suppose I've conceded again. Oh, oh God, not again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean... Oh, God, that was my Saturday intro. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, madness this weekend in the Premier League. Just madness. How have, they, how have they made it even worse for themselves? All the laughs they were doing on Friday. And then this goes and happens. Lads, I wouldn't come out for the rest of the week. Yeah, I mean, beyond belief, really. It really is beyond belief just how bad of a performance that was yesterday from Spurs. Thoughts and prayers go out to the Tottenham fan who went to the Emirates and wore his Spurs shirt underneath his jacket, and if you'd seen that video. Yes, I did. <laughs> just a bit sad, but even funnier now given the full context of the weekend's football. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Now you look back at uh, the results. Oh, gosh. I mean... I, I feel like we should, there should know. be feelers put out just to check on his mental health right now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that should be the case for most Spurs fans after that performance. Are any of them alive? Did any of them make it back? Oh, God, well, we know one player is probably not alive after this weekend. But Tottenham Mm. fans, I would know when they got back to London on the train. And I mean those that left after 20 minutes. Probably quite early. They got it home just in time for closing hours. Mm. Back in time, sat in front of the TV to be able to watch the FA Cup semi-final, probably. Yeah. yeah, and even the ones who stayed to the end would have still made it back just in time for that semi-final the way that was going. Oh yeah, exactly. But um, diabolical is the only word we can describe that performance from. Pathetic, horrific, shambles. I somehow managed to run out of terrible adjectives to describe the situation, but yeah, they've reached another new low. Just when you think they can't dig anymore, they've reached the Earth's core. They still managed to find a way to dig the hole deeper. Mm. They're about to come out on the opposite side of the world with how shit they were. (laughs) They were around the region of a universe, of just how bad they are. Yeah. Well, how inconsistent. Just... How is this team fifth? Frauds. This is generally the most and confusing the... Premier League season ever. You've got Brighton, Brentford up there in the top half of the table. Spurs are fifth. Yeah. I mean, the more you watch Spurs, the more you're thinking, Mads, how are you still fifth? 
It's astonishing. It's always damning on those below. Yeah, Although it really is. Like the start of the season, it was a little bit of a gap between the top four and the rest, but that gap has now decreased dramatically, and we've got an amazing running on our hands. Mm-hmm. As long as I results mean, for... go the way of those who are involved in it. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool can obviously overtake Spurs with their game in hand because they will go level on points. But yeah, can where did they come from? Gold. They were shit a month ago. I think they realised people were calling them shit and going, hang on, lads. I'd argue they're still inconsistent. Because we well, yeah, to how they did with Forest. But it's like, how are they now potentially a bit bad to go ahead of Villa? Oh, because they've played the game less. <laughs> and inconsistencies elsewhere between the few teams below them. Well, yeah, but, um, yeah. I guess we have to actually talk on the game, game itself. Have to get there now. Uh, where do we start? <laughs> he says sarcastically. Uh, yeah, I mean, two minutes in, Jacob Murphy scores. Four minutes later, Joe Linton scores. Three minutes later, Jacob Murphy scores again. Ten minutes later, Alexander Oshak gets his first goal. Two minutes later, he gets his second goal. So that's 5-0 inside 21 minutes. Unheard of. It's so depressingly awful. That imagine, like it's said around, but no one will hate Tottenham more than Tottenham fans mm. because it's no longer a joke anymore. That's just it. This is it. The history of the yeah. Tottenham is not a joke now. It's a motto. It really is. Like being five nil down inside twenty minutes is. I don't even know what to say. It's beyond belief, surely, but it, it shouldn't be known because it's happened to them. Yeah, it's the basic tendency. Just be ready from the start. And yet they weren't even ready the whole 90. No. There was they not never one came out for... of the blocks at all at any point, even mm-hmm. if they did get a goal. It was horrific. The tone of the team as well. Every time it cuts to... this, It felt like they were just replaying the same image because I think it was the third goal. I don't know who it was who was carrying the ball back to halfway on it. You got Hoiberg just going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, lads, let's pick it up. They did play this always a direct image after the fifth one. The same player puts the ball back on the halfway line with Hoiberg going, Come on, guys. <laughs> I was like, What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I don't, I mean, just lack of loss, there's no life in them. I mean, what do you mean? Say to Spurs, like when you perform well, that bad and you're three nil, you say, "Oh, lads, maybe it's time to shut up shop now. <laughs> Let's stop this getting embarrassing." Mm. Like being two nil down inside six minutes is embarrassing enough. Let alone being three nil down inside ten minutes. Like just... being two nil down that early on is really embarrassing. You're like, lads, Terrible. you do know you're playing a game. It's not a testimonial. I think this was even bad, like even for a testimonial. This is just not good in any way. <laughs> At least mm. the testimonials they would have some respect after the second one. Mm. Just it makes me question why was Stellini left in charge though? Because you look at the results. I'm, I'm and questioning further. How is this guy a coach? Well, yeah. This I is mean. bad. 
how are you ever going to get a job coaching at any team after this? Unless Conte calls you back up and goes, well, I want you as my number two wherever he goes next if he goes back into management. I honestly, I don't see where Stellini gets a job unless, like I say, another Italian manager wants him and has worked with him previously. It was funny, I forget he'd cut to him, I can't remember after what goal, and just see Ryan Mason trying to tell him, like, we should probably do this. But it, Ryan Mason looked pissed. It was like, fuck me, I'm taking charge of this now. I'm going to fucking down like, the orders. Hmm. Like, you don't feel inspired under someone like Stellian, and it's quite funny seeing that apparently Harry Redknapp has said to, like, give me a call, Daniel Levy, I'll take charge until the end of the season. He wouldn't surprise me, and he would do a better job. I know, fucking, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> when you see that type of performance, you're thinking, well, anyone can go in and do a better job than that. It's just... It's like if you're Harry Kane, you're no. thinking, sorry, when does the season end? I've had enough mm. now, get me out of here. Yeah. Um well, I mean, you know, when it comes to the end of the season, because he's got just over a year left on his contract, the whole rumours stuff are going to be up about his future. Does he stay if Spurs miss out on European football? Oh, God, no. Absolutely not. If he has any sense, he's trying to get the move again, like he did last time. Or this time, don't give in to whatever the hell Daniel Levy's trying to feed you. Think of your career now. You've got to get out of there. Oh, yeah. I mean... Uh, Brighton have got three games in hand over them. So they really have to be looking at... I mean, you would say eighth place is possibly the worst they would drop down to. I wouldn't say they'd go any further. Oh, no, the eighth is definitely the minimum. I think they'd drop unless not like, Fulham find their form again, which is absolutely possible. They've yeah. got a game in hand on them. Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, so I am just left scratching your head thinking if Spurs miss... Scratching my head in this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it was scratching my head, sorry. I should have said not your head. Um, <laughs> it's almost as astonishing as Eric Dyer's defending abilities. Mm. And maybe also Hugo Lloris' goalkeeper because, oh my God, like what? What's happened to yeah. him? Like what has happened? Also... What was the point of taking him off at halftime? You're already 5-0 down, lads. I don't know how believable this was. So take it with a pinch of salt, but allegedly there may have been a bust up. I never saw it in the official channels, so I'm, I'm taking it with like a 10% chance that it happened. But yeah, apparently something mm. happened at halftime. Which wouldn't have been surprising. I like, remember it all or nothing. Yeah. Like, it probably definitely happened, but... And again, the only goal I can really blame for him is the third one where he's just stood there. Yeah. It was just really bad goalkeeping from him. But the rest of it was I don't just... I don't know what was worse, the goalkeeping or the fact that they decided to stand off Jacob Murphy, of all people, and let him shoot. Probably the latter. Jacob Murphy scored twice? I know. It's... Has that ever happened, ever? Even you've not seen that at West Brom? 
Don't try and find it. We know this hasn't happened. No. <laughs> Don't try and find a way to say this has happened. It yeah. hasn't. So, um, yeah, Newcastle, awful. Isak again, so good. Like, just in the right air every time. And he's a threat. Just the kind yeah. of striker you'd struggle to deal with as a defender. But Tottenham, even if like, they were capable of doing it, I think they'd struggle. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like... And then, yeah, the sixth one it was an embarrassment, but the game was done at that point. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what, he'd been on the pitch just over a minute at the time, Callum Wilson? Yeah, yeah. As well. And Amarond was sort of in the assist as well, and he'd not long been on. Mm. It was that bad. Even Anthony Gordon probably could have got a goal. Jesus Christ. Uh, that is saying something. But yeah, um, fantastic win for Newcastle. Let's move on to the positive side for them. Moves them up to third, um, but they have played a game more than Manchester United and they have a 20 goal plus better goal difference in their favour. And when you're seeing performance like that, if they can put in half of a performance like that for the rest of their season, then top four shouldn't be a worry for them. Yeah, I said last week, as long as they don't fall apart and capitulate, and play exactly what they did against Aston Villa, then they should be fine. Really, they look like they've mm-hmm. done enough, and you see them compared to everyone else. They should yeah. have enough. It, it's simple as that. Definitely so. And, yeah, I think for me, they definitely, out of the other teams below, like you'd say them are Manchester United now, probably have enough to get the last two top four spots because of both having games in hand over everyone below them. Yeah, mate, yeah. Like the realistically it's the best chance. I would actually more shocked that you've actually won the last three in the league. I didn't think that was bo- like how you were going look like you were a lot worse than that. And I actually look at you on the pitch, I don't think Manchester United are great right now, but I think you've done enough. Hmm. Right, they've grinded out the results. I think both pre-World Cup and then the few weeks after the World Cup that they, they've got enough uh, points on the board even if they are playing poorly uh, at the minute. Anyway, we'll get onto them in a bit. I was saying that, that then Please. again, this time next week we might be saying something completely different. You'll be hoping so, I won't be. I'll be hoping, <laughs> hoping so, but this weekend brought me back to realism. Yes. Um, let's have a look at the rest of the weekend's games then. and let's start off with Friday night because Arsenal, um, what the fuck was that? I don't know, but it takes a lot of Tottenham to go fucking Arsenal share the spotlight again, will they? Mm. That moment where Arsenal's 3-3 performance isn't the main talking point of this weekend. It is the fact that Spurs just got absolutely destroyed. Like, yeah. Recency bias as well, I think, helps as well. Mm. I mean, anything else you would think... Uh, or any other week, Arsenal dropping points to the worst team in the league this season, 3-3, and being um, 3-1 down as well. You'd think that would be taking the headlines on Monday morning. Everyone would be talking about it first thing. No. Spurs being Spurs. Top six somehow. Literally having the radio on this morning, I can say that no one was mentioning that whatsoever. (laughs) We've talked about two other things, but one of the, the other one which we'll get to later, Tottenham being the main one. Mm. I don't know what's going on with Arsenal. Yeah. They're, they're trying their hardest to, to slip it up. 
but then again, they have become the comeback masters this season. They've got a yeah, bit I of mean, fight. Them. They, they will not die. Two goals in the last two minutes of regulation time. There is that fighting spirit still there for Mikel Arteta's side. But man, does he have two games in hand? And one of them is Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, they do play Arsenal next um, on Wednesday, actually. Yes, I, this week's fixture is looking at them well. I can't wait. I'm sure we'll get to that later. But I don't know what happened last night. It's a weird thing. Because this isn't the first time that straight from kickoff, they've cause... mm, I feel like it has happened one or two times before. Bournemouth, I remember the, fast, the second fastest goal in Premier League history. Yes, that was it. When, how long ago was that now? It's literally written in the thing that I'm reading. Arsenal have now conceded the two fastest goals at home in the Premier League this season, with Philip Billings' 9.11 second strike being the other one. Uh, I just had a look. That was um, back in the start of March. Yeah, then wasn't that the one where they got the last minute winner as well? And everyone was like, oh, they've over celebrated in the 96th minute getting a winner. Or rather, died. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Reese Nelson scoring. Reese Nelson, by the way, at Super Sub. Because it's yeah. not convenient that he comes on and starts doing things and they actually get somewhere with it. Like, I kept watching them. They were crossing the ball in a lot and it just wasn't working. I'm thinking, just pass it through. And then both yeah. the goals results in balls just being passed through the defence. They cut through, they then get the goals. So just why don't you do that? Sometimes they overcomplicate things even still. Yeah, it, it's simple as that. Credit Southampton. <laughs> you need the performances like this when you're fighting for your life to stay up. And yeah, they did yeah. it. The dark arts were in full effect as well, which was... Nice to see <laughs> as well. <laughs> and you, you can't fully rule them out, even though they've got a gap and everyone just seems to chop and change every week and who wants to be the worst team. It's just mental, this relegation battle this season. I can't call it. Yeah, there's a four-point gap between Southampton and safety, but is it now down to five teams or are the likes of West Ham, Wolves and Bournemouth still in it? I'd say Bournemouth downwards for me. Yeah, it's a nice it's not... gap for Bournemouth but you know, you see them get a result against West Ham like they did as a team that is down there then yeah, you can't be getting... slightly worried. There's no point of you turning up for the likes of Tottenham and then not doing it when it matters the most. Yeah, against a relegation rival like West Ham. Um, yeah, going to be interesting, and I, I don't know how to call this. Yeah, no, I'm actually just looking at it. It's all down to the fixtures, isn't it? And I'd, I'd mm. look for them all, but there's too many teams involved. For us all to go for every single fixture, that requires a full video that we don't have time for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, six games left for all of them teams down below. That is a lot of games. I know this week's, the midweek games are interesting. Like Leeds and Leicester are playing each other on Tuesday. 
is a very yes. nice one. That's a nice one. And then it's Southampton Bournemouth on Thursday. So wow. that's, that's two huge six pointers that are going to have a massive effect on how this relegation fight plays out. Yeah, could be, well, you would imagine very much season defining six pointers. Yeah, must wins for all of the teams involved. Mm-hmm. And yes. is that uh, all we wanted to say on that? Because I can't think of much else unless you had another point then. No, I was just going to continue with the rest of the round of the weekend's games then. Yeah, carry on. Uh, so, speaking of Bournemouth, they did lose 4 0 to uh, West Ham. Mikel Antonio, Lucas Becata, uh, Declan Rice, and Pablo Fornells with the goals for David Moyes' side. Comfortable win for uh, the Hammers in the end. Same day. And Pablo Fornells, is it the, the, the worst Scorpion kick ever? And somehow it's got in. <laughs> uh, I've seen worse. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was bad, but. Look, fair play that you connect with it, but it's not the clean connection that, say, Olivier Giroud did once upon a time. All I'll say is all connection is a good connection when you end up scoring. So, yeah, doesn't matter how bad it looks, he's still connected. Remember, remember, you're, you're, you sport a club that, uh, that glorify a scorpion kick that was offside. Pretty sure it wasn't. It was it. It was offside. That's why no one talks about it. No, it was given, but Giroud. it was offside. <laughs> and the fact that Giroud's happened like a week later, and say their build-up move was better, and it was better, and, and uh, the whole thing was better. <laughs> talking about? It nah. was onside. <laughs> fuck off. Got fuck off. It, it, it anyway. happened. Anyway, uh, run through the rest of the results now. Uh, Liverpool beat. Nottingham Forest by three goals to two. Diogo Jota having a good performance. Um, well, I'll one. be honest, I was reading for some of the Liverpool fans' take on his performance. Actually, it wasn't. He just scored somehow. <laughs> if I'll class that as a good performance. If he's scoring goals and that is his main job to score goals, that's a good performance. It's not. Uh, he just added the goals when someone else wasn't. So fair, fair dues to him in that regard. But Liverpool are lucky here that they did find that fight again because they needed it. Yeah, and if they had bottled that to Forest, then Jesus, that would have been a bit of an embarrassment considering Forest's away from that. I'd stop saying embarrassment, but it would have been bad in their fight for European football and the Champions League places. Yes. Uh, Leicester beat Wolverhampton Wanderers by two goals to one. Timothy Castagna and Kalecci in actual with their goals for Dean Smith. So I don't know if the guy who's in managing them. You better remember his managing. He's a genius. The survival race is coming for the Foxes. Are they going to stay up? If they're winning Possibly. games like this, then yes, they are. Because mm. that's... That's how he goes. <laughs> Deeds of Eve uh, will be heralded yeah. if he keeps them up. I don't know if he stays on, but it, he deserves recognition. Very much. Um, I don't know whether, it, like you said, I don't know whether he would stay on at the end of the season. Remains to be seen. I think sensibly they probably should look for someone else. 
if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would be good for Dean Smith to not have the relegation on his on his CV again, not the Norwich one. Mm. Uh, Crystal Palace Everton finished nil nil. Fulham managed to beat Leeds by two goals to one. Andreas Pereira and Harry Wilson with the goals there for Fulham and Brentford Aston Villa finished one one. Uh, Ivan Tony scored just after the hour mark, and then Douglas Louise in the 87th minute gave all Villa fans that bit of hope. You see, this is a result that actually best sums up Ernie Emery's time so far at Villa. We would have lost that game under any other manager. We'd have conceded more than once, and you'd have gone, nah, there's no chance we're coming back into this. Even at 1-0, mm. I'm thinking, yeah, this ain't looking good. They're peppering us with chances. Brentford are a very, very, very good team. And it is a bit of a shame that they they fell away a little bit for them. They they weren't on great form coming into this. So, which mm-hmm. is actually more surprising because, as I said, they're very good. They had a threat every time mm-hmm. they got forward. And I'm amazed they didn't score more than once. But the but Villa come in that sense that they didn't. I take the point. Has never meant more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it, that was definitely the type of game where, like you say, getting a point for Villa is. It feels like a lot considering um, how, like you said, performances would have gone under previous managers, aka the previous manager who name stays redacted. So uh, podcast in that game. people know. <laughs> um, but yeah, crucial, crucial point for Villa, and he definitely We're still, still keeps there. Still, yeah, still, still hopes for a lot. If we don't beat football. Fulham, yeah, yeah. If we don't beat Fulham, then maybe we'll start panicking a little bit. The okay, maybe eighth mm. is the the best we're gonna get. But as we now know from this weekend, we can finish finish fourth, finish seventh, and get European football. That's fine. That's still a successful season. Even eighth is still a successful season from where we once were. Yeah, I was going to say, from the start of this season to the end of this season, eighth is a fantastic season for Aston Villa. It's a good building block for next season. And Mm -hmm. my God, did this game tell me, yes, we need signings. I know we're missing four players that would make that bench otherwise. At a minimum, at least some of them would start. Yeah, they'd be on the bench Mm. at least. Because it just sums up in the one substitution that was made, and it it uttered the commentator uttered the four scariest words that I think any Villa fan can have right now. Being on comes Robin Olsen. <laughs> I was going to say it's that four words, but then you said on comes, yeah. So what's funny is that no context given. To Evan Martin is going off at half time because he was apparently sick. So, like, the half time pictures come back on on the stream that I'm watching legally. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, like, you just see Robin Olsen go and go, hang on a minute. Evan's <laughs> looking a bit different. Who the fuck put him in? <laughs> Why is he standing in enemy's goal? In full kit, no less. This isn't the half time out here training. Yeah, that's all I thought. I thought, was he just training in his full kit? Like, 
oh no, he's in goal. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but of course, I've got to feel at ease with a goalkeeper. When it's your backup. You have to rely on them. That's why they're the backup. Not when Robin Olsen is dropping the ball at the first attempt that he gets and Kevin Scheider literally has an open goal to score in and it somehow misses. <laughs> well, just give you have you, seen, have you seen it? Fans a bit of a have have you seen it? I have. It's the worst yeah. thing I've ever seen. I, was, I would have been happy if Brentford had scored. I'd be gone. well, now we know this guy is finished. Let's. You shouldn't have to worry too long. Went to I him at about two miles an hour. <laughs> how did he drop it? It's right in front of him. I have no idea. Oh, this guy. How has this guy got so many caps to Sweden? Because I can't name another Swedish keeper. In but my how life, bad so. are the Swedish goalkeepers that he's their number one? It's just amazing that he can do. Okay for Sweden, and he puts on a Villa shirt and he becomes this absolute shell of a goalkeeper. I refuse to believe he's an actual goalkeeper. I think he's just a fan that's just coming onto the stand who's been given a chance every time. <laughs> that's what I get with. That's what I get. And you can just tell the defense has no confidence in him whatsoever because, my God, were they just not at it in the second half whatsoever? It's the worst yeah. they'd looked for months. They did look a bit shell shocked. It was like, oh shit, we've got to pass the ball to this guy. Mm. And that's not something you really want to be having to do at this crucial time of the season, especially with uh, European football still being on the cards for years. I don't think there's a bigger, like, what's the phrase? I don't know what the phrase is again now, I've forgotten it, but there's no like worse change for goalkeepers than going from Emmy Martinez to Robin Olsen. Uh, I oh, need that being, I, I need that being rectified in the summer. We need another goalie. I mean, you'd imagine that they do. Surely the youth goalies can't be this bad. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking at this point. We had two goalies on the bench, and Robin Olsen was the one chosen. Who was the other lad? I can't pronounce his first name, but he's Sinasala. Is his second name? He's the Finnish number one, I believe. Uh, like Burn Albion early in the season, then that was when Burn Albion were not very good. Uh, he's 21, by the way. Oh. <laughs> he's been at the club mm. that long. I feel like he's still 19. Uh, three years. It's that long time. But you feel like you've academy player. <laughs> no, not really. If he's only just turned 21. Why are we having this discussion? <laughs> Yeah, anyway, let's have a look at the results from uh, elsewhere in the world of football because by Munich, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ, lads. Yeah, you know, it's a lot when even like the board are saying, okay, we may be in trouble here. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, I mean, Before uh, call, have you lost seen... the same amount of games that Julian Argosman has in 30 less games. That's astonishing. It makes it even worse that why they sacked Nagelsmann. Hmm. Like, did you have you seen the picture of the board where they just look completely dejected after the uh, during yeah. this game? I think they, I think it may producing have been. some fantastic memes this season. Those guys mm. losing three one to Mites when you've been one nil up as well. Not yeah. something. Uh, maybe maybe Tuchel just doing. felt bad that it was his old club as well. Yeah, 
he's like, mm, I'm confident we can still win the league, even if I give my old side three points. But we can win that, league. They're going for European football. Let's give them this. <laughs> that's a really dodgy German accent. It was. But, it, it went a bit like yeah. skew with. And it was just not mm. good. However, they can't be given away many more points. Pretty sure he's Australian. Do- I have no idea. I think that's what I was going for. He's not German, so don't make it sound fully German. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. No, he's German, Thomas Tuchel. Who is he, huh? I've yeah. got confused with Anyway, they can't... Well, yes. Anyway, they can't be given up much points because uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund beat Eintracht Frankfurt by four goals to nil. Donny Marlin with a brace, uh, Matt Sommers and Jude Bellingham scoring the goals there for Dortmund as they have now leapfrog Bayern to go top of the league. Uh, third place, Union Berlin, they beat Borussia Mönchengladbach by one goal to nil. Bayer Leverkusen beat RB Leipzig by two goals to nil. And down at the bottom, Schalke lost 4-0 uh, this weekend to Freiburg. Hoffenheim lost 3-1 to Cologne and Hertha Berlin lost 4-2 to Werder Bremen. So still all to play for down at the bottom of the table. Yeah, I was looking at Dortmund's, looking at Dortmund's fixtures as well. It's, it's a mixed running. They're playing Boston next and then they have Wolfsburg, Mönchengladbach, Augsburg and then Mainz on the final day of the season. Yeah, so, a, bit, a bit hit and miss whether they can finish off I feel like Dortmund are so inconsistent at times this season I don't everyone know expects what to them expect from to them. win the bottom game but that's the one they're going to lose yeah and like it's... bottom are fine for their lives as well so they won't like fall over for them mm, definitely to say Bayern's fixtures for, for balance of course no Dortmund mm-hmm. favouritism Bayern are playing Hertha Berlin next so bottom of the league they should win that then they're playing Werder Bremen who are down there then they play Schalke, who are down there, and then they're playing Leipzig, and then they play Cologne on the final day of the season. Okay, so you say there's more winnable games you'd expect. Yeah, a more winnable set of fixtures for them. Um, but never write off Dortmund because it could. You can sometimes. <laughs> you can some definitely oh, yeah. do that sometimes. Hmm. And was this it? Would this end of the nine in a row? Is it nine in a row? Bayern are on. Yeah, this would be like end of run. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking I, have to, I can't remember whether I don't recall Tuchel winning it with Dortmund. I don't believe he did. Klopp was the last guy to, to do it. Oh yeah, because this would be ten in a row for Bayern if they won this season, I believe. Yeah, something like that. So that's what he would end the run. Uh, over in Italy this past weekend, and Napoli are on the edge of winning their first Scudetto in 33 years after they managed to beat Juventus by one goal to nil. A 93rd minute winner from Giancarlo Raspadori was just about enough, despite uh, Juve actually thinking they had taken the lead to about 10 minutes earlier through Angel Di Maria, but that goal was disallowed by VAR for offside. So... Then guards were on uh, Napoli's side this weekend in the league, at least. And what a volley it was from Raspadori as well. In the moment, you've got to connect with that beautifully. And for a guy who's only scored two goals this season, with that one being the second, it was very good. I mean, the fact he was in that... uh... Napoli squad is like so hard because he's only on their loan. And I think 
he will go back to Sassuolo, but there's I think there's an option that now turn that into permanent. So you think they're trying correctly. Especially with um Victor Osman's future obviously always been open doubt considering how good uh, of a season he's had. Well yeah, I think like Napoli will have a chance to improve next season, no matter yeah. what, really. One thing I didn't like, like Napoli celebrated the end, that was fine. Nothing outrageous. But they were all just in mm. a huddle. And then you've got Juventus players going as well. Adrian Rabio's like, yeah, can you like hurry up? Like, no, fuck off. You'd have done this. <laughs> yeah. Also, fuck Rabia. Don't like him. That's what I was like of all the people going over Adrian Rabia. You're not gonna yeah. stop this. <laughs> I'd ask you if you want to like join him, to be honest. <laughs> mm, like you say, he would be the main probably one of the main instigators if uh, it was Juventus that ended up winning that game. I oh, know we know he wouldn't have been instigating anything. It'd be dogs <laughs> Bonucci <laughs> and all that lot. Mm, true. But Let's hope that they can uh, win the title, which they can do this weekend if results go I'd their way. It, they have to beat Salamatana and then Lazio have to draw or lose. Right. Well, thanks for that clarification. It was something like that, there. I think, from what I saw. Yeah, I was going to say, I had no idea. Uh, round up the rest of the games. Uh, AC Milan beat Lecce by two goals to nil. Inter Milan beat Empoli by three nil. Uh, Lazio's, they lost to Torino by one goal to nil. Uh, Salonatana beat Sassuolo by three goals to nil. And a reminder that Atalanta versus Roma takes place later on this evening. Uh, into Spain now and uh, Barcelona. Getting ever closer. Finally win a game this weekend. Uh, they managed to beat Atletico Madrid by one goal to nil. And it was Ferran Torres with the goal for uh, Xavi's side. I think he called him Mikel Arteta then for a second. <laughs> yes, there's glaring similarities between Xavi and Mikel Arteta. They're both Spanish midfielders. Or were Spanish midfielders, they're not still. Uh, but yeah, Port's an end to a great run of form that Atleti had. I think it was a run of 11 games uh, unbeaten for Diego Simeone and Atleti. So that's now been put to an end and it's now an 11-point gap at the top of the uh, league in Spain. Real Madrid, they won on Saturday, beating Celta Vigo by two goals to nil. Marco Asensio and Eremi Latao with the goals. The, uh, Valencia won a big game at the bottom, beating Elche by two goals to nil. Real Sociedad keep up their fight for uh, the Champions League final spot, beating Real Vallecano by two goals to nil. So a bit of hope there for Valencia. Level on points with Almira. Uh, I mean, they they like should the be same. beating Elche. Elche have literally got 13 points this season. Yeah. And then... If, if they pick up a point now for the or keep matching Almira's results, they, you've got to think they need just that one win over someone and then they can get out of the relegation zone due to having a better goal difference than Almira. But I think the reason Almira ahead is due to their head to head meetings with uh, Valencia this season because obviously Valencia do have a better goal difference as minus four compared to Almira's minus 16. I was like just going through Valencia's fixture list. On the 30th, but next Sunday, they play Cadiz, who are two points ahead of them. That's a massive, massive one for Valencia. 
Yeah, they've also got to play Celta Vigo at some point. I believe it down there as well. No, they're not 13th. down. They're not too far off it, but I don't think they're Six going points. down anytime soon. They've got to play Real Madrid in that yeah. running as well, which isn't ideal. And then the final day of the season, do you know they're playing? Espanyol. Looks like that. Win and potentially win and stay up. Yeah. Or and knock Espanyol out of La Liga as well. Mm. Or they could both be down already. Yeah, meaning it's pointless completely. <laughs> yes. Uh, finally, with the European leagues, we'll head over to France now. And on Friday, PSG managed to beat Angers by two goals to one, Kylian Mbappe with both of the goals there. Elsewhere, on Saturday, Lille drew one all with Auger. Lens beat Monaco by three goals to nil in a bid for that final Champions League spot. It's currently going to Lens as they now have a five-point gap over Monaco. Uh, on Sunday, Strasbourg beat Stad Rennes by two goals to nil. And uh, Marseille won the big game against Lyon by two goals to one and a 90-second own goal from new Chelsea signing Malo Gusta have you seen gave it Marseille well? the win. I haven't. You have not seen it? Oh my, it's the best own goal ever. Yes. So, ball was coming across, I don't know who from, Marseille player. It's the, the attempted clearance by whoever the other Leon defender was. And he's hit it at Gusto and it's gone in. Mm-hmm. The, the poor keeper's got no chance, even though it's going slightly in slow motion as well. So it's like, no! <laughs> yeah, and then all the Leon players just falls there on, onto their backs. Like, what the fuck? Is... <laughs> <laughs> At home as well. That's the worst place to do it. Yeah. I would, I would ask people to go and watch it. It's, it's funny, but oh, you feel from as well. <laughs> Right, uh, let's head over to the lower leagues here in England now and the championship. Um, Burnley dropping points to QPR this weekend, losing 2-1. Chris Martin with an 87th minute win for QPR. I'm not going to try and make a Coldplay joke. You really sent them to paradise? I knew you was going to do that, for fuck's sake. Uh, Elsewhere in the championship, second place, Sheffield United are playing next week because so they haven't played. Uh, West Brom's fight for a playoff took a massive dent after losing 2-1 to Sunderland despite being a goal up in that one. Uh, Millwall also dropped points in their fight to keep their playoff hopes alive by losing 2-1 to Wigan uh, Athletic. So, Wigan fighting for it, you know. Like, I know it's very unlikely given how everything looks and that the teams above them all have a game in hand which means they could get relegated anyway. But they're going down with a fight, at least. Yeah, it's going to be a very close battle uh, in the championship who goes down. Because realistically, QPR down, anyone can go down. I mean, yeah. Rotherham, Cardiff and Huddersfield will have a game in hand. But two games left of the season in the championship for most sides. Anyone's to call. Uh, I do think now, if my maths is correct, because of, uh, results elsewhere, Luton have at least secured fourth place in the championship. Probably. So they can't be caught. Yeah. Uh, and they play tonight against uh, Middlesbrough, so third versus should fourth be, should be a nice preview of the power final. That. You would uh, expect so. Uh, 
down into League One, and it is still, still very close at the top of the table between Plymouth, Ipswich, and Sheffield uh, Wednesday. Ipswich managed to beat Peterborough by three goals to nil. Plymouth beat Cambridge by three goals to one, and Sheffield Wednesday beat Exeter by two goals to one. Sorry, you just saw my reaction then, and I'm just seeing the final day fixtures. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. What, in, <laughs> in League One? No, Championship. Ah. Tasty. <laughs> Tasty. Well, we can have a look back at that in a minute. Uh, anyway, for the playoff, uh, Barnsley, Bolton and Derby County are now making up the uh, other three playoff spots. So it's all changed once again. I just I mean, that playoffs now, it screams just old school championship. It's Sheffield, Wednesday, Barnsley, Bolton and Derby County. Yeah, that just feels like said- peak championship years. Of the championship. Mm. So uh, big clubs, down, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to say, uh, it seems it deserves to come up. I think Plymouth have been up there all season, so they, they've earned it. And Ipswich are on a great run. You know, all, all that yeah. slander Kieran McKenna took when he was coach on Darling on a shoulder. Shot. It turns out Ollie was the fraud all along, and he just didn't unleash the skills that Kieran McKenna actually had. And Mark Carrick. Oh, no. but, oh, and of course, Oshara Fogg, he will always hold a special heart, place in my heart. He's a coaching fraud. Maybe a coaching fraud, but I'll still love him till the day I die. Uh, down at the bottom, the relegation battle is still very close. Obviously, Forest Green Rovers have been relegated, but uh, between Oxford... Milton Keynes, Morecambe, Cambridge, and Akron Stanley. It really will come down to the final day or two to decide uh, who goes down there into League Two. And it's congratulations to Leighton Orient, who this weekend have been confirmed as champions of the fourth division after results went their way this weekend. Uh, back to back promotions, last... is it? Or did they miss out last season? I think because they were in the, the, the National League two seasons ago, at least. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, long they got bought. Uh, they they had terrible ownership that ruined them completely, and things have turned around. And yeah, they're in League One next season, back where they belong. Yeah, the late Justin Edinburgh would be very proud of them. Yes, because he was the man that started this revival and stuck with them through thick and thin. Um, the. Over two automatic promotion places, Northampton in second with 80 points. Stevenage still sitting third with 76. Then you got Stockport and Carlisle knocking on the door, both on 75 points. And then the final couple of playoff spaces is taking a lot of heat because once again, Salford City winning very late on uh, this weekend against Warsaw, three goals to two. Uh, Matthew Lund scoring in the 97th minute for uh, Salford to move them up into sixth place. So, I mean, three teams all level on 72 points, and Salford got a goal difference of plus 18, Bradford's is plus 18, and Mansfield is plus 17. Yeah, what happened with Salford? Because I I had the Vidi printer up when I had Soccer Saturday on, and it came up, Warsaw equalised in the 95th minute. I was like, oh dear, poor Gary Neville. <laughs> As I was thinking, oh, yeah. they've, drew, they've drew. I've then checked the scores at, like, at night, and I've got Sorry, Salford won. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
So yeah, it went. They scored in the sixth minute through Callum Hendry. Louis Barry got sent off in the fifty-third minute. So you wouldn't be too happy with that. <laughs> then at this point, uh, I don't know if he's going to make it. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. Uh, then Jamil Matt scored a leveler for Walsall. Well, they're saying that he's actually scored like the game before that, so there's still hope. Mm. So then it was one-one in the sixty-second minute. Salford take the lead in the 88th minute to go to 2-1. Connor Wilkinson scored at the 95th to make it 2-2. And then in 97th minute, uh, Matthew Lund scored the winner for him. So absolute crazy drama for Salford. Uh, down at the bottom and relegation was confirmed for Rochdale this past weekend. And they will now be playing in the Vanarama National League next season. And... Yes. Uh, Hopes for a survival for Hartlepool United are also growing slim now. They I'd, still... I'd say that it's not going to happen. Like six yeah, points. They... And there's only six points to play for. Yeah, technically they can still survive for it's ex- uh, extremely unlikely for uh, Hartlepool considering they've now lost three in a row and their last two games are one at home to uh, Barrow this weekend and then uh, the final day of the season they travel to Stockport County. Yeah, poor Jeff Yeah, two teams up at the upper end of the table and it looks like relegation will be confirmed for them. One side they won't be facing next season, though, in the National League is Wrexham after they won the title uh, this weekend, (laughs) uh, beating uh, Boreham Wood by three goals to one, even though uh, Notts County took them all the way to the wire after they absolutely destroyed Maidstone United by five goals to two. Like You're now it, just going to hope. I was going to say, it, it, it's in way no disrespect to anyone else that's going to be involved in that playoff battle, but you don't deserve it. <laughs> no yeah, for the love of God, for the love get of promoted. God, can we just cancel the playoffs this season and say, Nance County, you go up automatically? They've literally got the record points tally and they're not going up automatically. Yeah. It, it's, it's mental. Like, no other season has that ever happened. It's not fair, but enough of that because Regsum's scenes it was hard to not fail something if you say so if you understand the story behind it it's not even like about the owners at this point there's a club that has suffered for 15 years neglected by numerous people who were in charge of them beforehand their story is great no, I know Wrexham. Yeah, right. I know you. I know this is probably important. No, whatever it is, I haven't seen it. Yes, but I just hope we have my Wrexham thing. <laughs> it's an amazing yeah, cool. story, and yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued cool. to see them in League Two next season. I think they'll do all right. Are you done? Anything for you to not talk about Wrexham? You fucking hate them. Yes, cool. Uh, internal talks ongoing at Tottenham over Christian Stellini's position as interim head coach following the performance versus Newcastle. <laughs> Is this the first time ever an interim head coach has been sacked? Uh, wasn't Gary Neville interim at Valencia? I can't remember, but I, I, actually, I'm I don't sure remember you... seeing a Gary Neville tweet something. Like he replied to, he quote tweeted someone. I says, "I was like, well, I would know about this." <laughs> yeah, so that's what made me think. I'm sure he wasn't permanent Valencia manager. Um, uh, uh, I think we all knew that was coming, and probably. He shouldn't still have been at the club when Give it Ryan he should Mason have left when Conte the season. 
No, I want Harry. Give it no, to I Harry Redknapp. I don't want them having any chance of getting European football at all. They don't deserve it. Uh, right, uh, I believe that is everything for this week. Uh, looking back, you sure at you games, don't want to talk about Wrexham? Because technically, we're not I'm done. Sure. There is actually one. I think we just haven't mentioned it. I'm amazed you've not even touched it. I was waiting to see if you realised. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about the FA Cup. How the hell have you? Do you, you not want to talk about this? Because Ryan's been so Ryan's been so concentrated on talking about how shit Spurs are. I've completely forgot that the FA Cup semi-finals happened this weekend. You That's didn't why. Watch it. It's terrible. Call yourself a United fan. I was busy. You were busy. <laughs> yeah, NBA playoffs always take precedent over pretty much everything in life. <laughs> Look, I only say as someone who's not as strong an NBA fan as you. I, I like the basketball, but I'm still not someone who cares about it as much as you do. Anyway, Man City, yeah, easy. 3 0, comfortable. The talking point. You know, you know, it's as bad a game as it was when the talking point is actually, oh, not many people turned up to watch it. Yep. We can have this quick debate. Should the semi-finals be elsewhere? I believe they absolutely should be somewhere else. Yep. Neutral grounds. Um, the only reason they're at Wembley is because the FA need the money. Because Wembley's not used that often. Uh, Red Morris going a hat-trick. Congratulations to him. And I believe... I don't remember the last player that scored a hat-trick in a semi-final, actually. I feel like it's been a long time. Yeah, I didn't put the research into that. I can't say otherwise. Yeah, I'm sure I saw something about it. I'll take your word for it on that one. But the other one, the outcome wasn't what the neutral wanted. But poor Brighton. Poor, poor Brighton. Oh, Crimea River. Man United didn't deserve it. You know, you, you know for a fact you didn't deserve it though. You you weren't very good. Again. Yeah. Like it was amazing just watching two teams just try their hardest to pass a ball into a net. But we got the vital goals when we needed to. Okay, penalties. Um it does have that solid much skied his penalty, but Victor mm. Lindelof stepped up and scored the winning penalty to make it a Manchester derby in the final of the 3rd of June, the first ever Manchester derby to be played in the FA Cup final in yeah. its long, like, glorious history. For the neutral, it's either way, I think it would have been a great final. Brighton would have given Man City a game, but we know like a Manchester derby in the FA Cup final is always going to take more of a, of a response, I think. And the fact that if, this, if they're not selling in... out that end, it's disgraceful, Man City fans. Mm. The fact that United, this could be the game that ends Man City's treble hopes. Yes, they, they, it does add a good narrative to it. Oh, that would be so nice. But yeah, um, that is. There's one thing I want to add. Like, poor Sally March missing the penalty. Sad that it was him. That he's had a good, a very good season, in mm-hmm. fact. But there's all these talk about, because of that, he should get an England call up. Well, now he, he qualifies perfectly because he's missed a penalty and he's English. Oh, yeah. Does that mean Jaden Sancho doesn't get a call-up because he's scored? Jaden Sancho doesn't deserve any call-up. What the hell? But at least he's an England player that knows how to take I can name five players now. that Gareth Southgate would call-up that don't deserve it. Well, we don't have time for that. I probably do, actually. I could name it pretty quickly. Go on, then. Eric Dyer. Harry Maguire. Yep. Conor Gallagher. Yep. James Ward-Prowse. Yeah. yeah. 
He doesn't regularly call up Sancho, so I can't technically say him. No. Raheem Sterling. Yeah, I'd have to agree. <clears throat> right, a uh, quick look at this midweek, as you said, midweek Premier League games. we got three taking place on Tuesday. Wolves, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa versus Fulham and Leeds versus Leicester. Then on Wednesday, we have Nottingham Forest versus Brighton and Hove Albion. West Ham versus Liverpool, Chelsea, Brentford and the big one at the top of the table as Manchester City welcome Arsenal to the Etihad Stadium. And then on Thursday, we have Southampton versus Bournemouth, Everton versus Newcastle and Manchester United travel to Tottenham Hotspur, who potentially will have a new new manager. For an interim coach. <laughs> Another, the hmm. interim, interim head coach. <laughs> yes. Which probably is a first. Oh, yeah. they've replaced what, what, an interim what is the title of the person who's in charge of this game no idea right, but just, just to add last week, it's mental that Stellini was even put in charge in the first place he's a Conte guy he's going to put the same tactics in well I said to you uh, I wonder how much is he actually still talking to Conte about this like selection and all that it wouldn't surprise me but yeah uh, by the time we uh, come back, you probably get, like, I told you Conte was right. That's what we've been, oh, yeah. been proved is. He was right. Yep. Right, anyway, um, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and that you give us a five-star rating and that you follow us on Twitter at Pod for all the latest news and stories as and when it happens. And in the meantime, we'll see you soon. <laughs>